0: Good morning. How's it going?
1: Everything good?
0: It is. June the sixth, two thousand and seventeen. The time is now ten o four AM. We have five commissioners, so we're getting this party started. Yeah. No, we have five. I just have five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. And When Mr. Commissioner Bogan can count, we will start the pledge. Commissioner Bogan, lead us in the pledge.
2: Ready? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America
0: and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. It is customary in these chambers to observe a moment of silence for those brave men and women who serve us both here and abroad. In addition to that, we recognize community leaders or family members of those in our community who have made significant contributions. Is there anyone this morning that has someone to recognize? Commissioner Eugene?
3: I just want to briefly recognize Dave Amcher, who is the resident of Tamarack and the president of the Toy Run of South Florida. Uh, raised millions of dollars for the Joe DiMaggio Children's (coughs) Hospital. Unfortunately, he passed a little while ago. And uh, I'd just like to include him in our prayers today as we have our moment of silence.
0: Thank you. The other commissioners? We'll have a moment of silence. Thank you. You may be seated. This morning, we are privileged to have a special group that is recognized by Commissioner Geller. He has asked the Fort Lauderdale Gay Men's Course to perform a song for us this morning. You've heard songs from the album Living Out Loud. Members include Justin Knight, President of the Chorus, Jack Cole, Treasurer, Philip Atlin, Sean Jordan, Fred Johnson, Secretary Timothy Gibbs, and David Hopper. Could you please join us in the front for a song? Thank you for joining us this morning. That was a fabulous selection. Please give them another round of applause. Madam Mayor, Commissioner Geller.
1: Thank you, um, Madam Mayor. The um, I invited the Fort Lauderdale Gay Men's Chorus today um, as my music choice. Uh, the choir, the chorus, is a recipient of the Broward County uh, Broward County's Cultural Investment Grant Program. I invited them here today, like I did previously, to showcase the great talent we have here in Broward. Uh, my previous choice, the Sing Sons, was also a recipient of the state grant. And I'd like to thank Earl Bosworth there for working with them. Uh, can, do we have time to take a picture no. with them?
0: Yeah, we could take a picture. Great. Okay. But we need to hurry up. Yeah. Okay. Thank Thanks. you, Madam Mayor. All right. That's good.
4: Would
0: you cool. Do you an song? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Okay, so we are going to continue moving forward. The first Broward Means Business um, proclamation is going to go to Flashback Diner. Lawrence and Tula Amana owners, could you please join me at the podium? Thank you.
5: Road, right by, um, more
0: than one. Okay, yeah, this proclamation was requested Personal as part of the Broward Beans business. Yes. Whereas Flashback Diners are open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year with multiple locations in Broward and Palm Beach counties. And whereas Flashback Diner Hallandale Beach was acquired in 1990 while its second location in Davie opened in 2009. The third location in northern Boca Raton opened in 2014. The Flashback Diner employs 300, and many of whom have been with the company for decades. That's amazing. Whereas founder Tula Amana, a Greek immigrant, waitressed as the original Hallandale location, utilized credit cards, family investments, and a loan from her landlord, she opened her first restaurant in 1990. And whereas Flashback Diner owns the restaurant properties which were acquired and renovated by by utilizing programs through the Small Business Administration, SBA, and local community redevelopment agency, CRA. And whereas due to the success of these projects, Ms. Amana spent years mentoring and coaching other business owners on navigating small business assistance and programs. Whereas Ms. Amana owns and operates other establishments in South Florida area, the Deerful Beach Cafe is recognized as the only privately owned gold lead certified restaurant in Broward County and Marty's Bar on Andrews Avenue is the oldest bar in Broward County. Everybody up there is laughing now because we, we had Marty Kier. And whereas Ms. Amana is board member of the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance serving as an ambassador, and she has participated in the Women's Business Symposium sponsored by Chase Bank, now therefore be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates Tuesday, June the 6th, 2017 as Broward Means Business Flashback Diner Day in Broward County, Florida. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have, um, your diner is located in Commissioner Furr's district, and I think there's, oh, well, come on down.
5: <laughs>
0: oh, really? Okay, wonderful. You, uh, you sure can.
5: Yes. You want to
0: say a few words, and then we'll take another one
2: Yes, thank you very much. I thank the commission, the vice mayor, the mayor. Thank you so much for the great honor. And of course, I wouldn't do anything without my co workers, partners, and my family, my mother, my kids, and Olga Tsiaousis, Rose Bishop, and George Tiagos, and of course, Jamal Kazi, our manager of 34 years. Thank you so much.
0: Flashback Diner family, come on down. We're going to take a family photo. That's you, Commissioner Holness. I hear you.
6: Um. <laughs> Are we coming down? Oh. I'm down, yeah, yeah, no, stay, there. stay no, here. Stay okay,
1: you got to move in.
3: Then they could crop us out if they, they could crop us out. If
1: they did you say crop or crap? Yeah, oh, okay, okay. What did you think? <laughs> um, it's the Fort
7: Waterville Game Man's course, they sent us an invitation. Still, still yeah, we're near the Two,
8: three. Hold cool. yeah. <laughs> okay <It's similar. laughs> well, if you could
6: rub a little higher
5: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
6: um, We're the what i done no. <laughs>
1: have been doing uh, yeah. Every time I get music, I bring some local live instead of playing recorded music. Bring some local. I think live it's to cool. Demonstrate the local talent.
6: I didn't know that you were that you were a member of that group.
1: Both of my sons have been very active in choir, in chorus. <laughs>
0: Okay, our next proclamation was requested for Human Rights Day. I have Miss Ellen Feiler, Chair of the Human Rights Board here to accept the proclamation. The proclamation reads, whereas the Board of County Commissioners designated June 21st as Human Rights Day in Broward County to coincide with the enactment of Human Rights Act on June 21st, 1978. And whereas county long committed, as a county, we've long committed to promoting individual rights and human dignity. The board believes that ensuring respect for human rights is never ending. It is a work in progress. And whereas now, how we treat people of all backgrounds shows our commitment to the nation's values. It defines us and compels us to remain resolute to valuing our diversity of all individuals. And whereas the Human Rights Act established the Human Rights Board to serve in an advisory capacity to the county commission to promote equal justice, equal opportunity, and equal dignity, regardless of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, age, marital status, political affiliation, familial status, disability, pregnancy, sexual orientation, and gender identity or expression. And whereas Human Rights Day presents a special opportunity to rededicate ourselves to upholding and advancing the dignity, equality, and security of all individuals, and whereas the words of the writer and social reformer Francis Wright are an inspiration to all people, equality is the soul of liberty. There is, in fact, no liberty without it. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the Board hereby designates June 21, 2017, as Human Rights Day in Broward County, Florida, and encourages all residents to celebrate this day by demonstrating their commitment to promoting the value of human dignity, equality, and the respect for diversity of all human beings. Thank you.
4: I thought it was. I did say it,
9: This really says it all. We all know how important human rights are. What um, the Human Rights Board would like me, and I am just representing them, there are some other members in the audience, we would like to thank you for your continued support and your abiding concern for human rights in our community. Thank you so very much.
0: Can the rest of the Human Rights Board come up, please? The next proclamation will be presented by our illustrious Tim Ryan. Are you ready? Come on down.
10: Good morning, Mayor and Commissioners, and all in attendance here this morning. Uh, this is a uh, D-Day proclamation. Today marks the 73rd anniversary of D-Day. On this day in 1944, about 100, 160,000 Allied troops landed on a 50-mile stretch of coastline in France. It was the largest seaborne invasion ever, involving more than 5,000 ships, and 13,000 aircraft. The D-Day invasion began as an assault on Nazi troops that had occupied Northwestern France since May of 1940. Within less than two months of the landing at Normandy on D-Day, Northern France was liberated. Within 11 months, World War II was over in Europe. This decisive action by thousands of troops was instrumental in bringing about the end of World War II, but was not without cost. The Allies sustained more than 9,000 casualties on D-Day alone, including about 4,000 killed in action. Europe and the United States are free because of the bravery of those who landed at Normandy 73 years ago today. We are fortunate to have with us a veteran of the D-Day invasion, George Silverdale. And Jim, will you bring your dad up? George was in the U.S. Army and landed at Utah Beach on D-Day. He held the rank of T5, which was a technician, fifth grade, or tech corporal. We are honored to have him with us today. George, good to see you. You want to say something? 90,
4: he said he's 93 years old. I'm 93 years old. Still kicking.
7: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
10: And, and uh, when I spoke with George earlier, he said, he said, this may be the last time that he comes here for a meeting. Yeah. And I said, we're not that bad. Please come back. So okay, I'll
4: come back. He'll come back. So
10: I'll we'll see him again next year. <laughs> so I want to give this proclamation to you, George, and thank you for your service to our if country. I'm living,
4: I'll come back. Yeah.
10: Thank
11: you. I was going to give a round everybody. Yeah. Yeah.
12: be back.
5: Thank you. Thank you. next year. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the <like> <laughs> 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 You you You
0: did. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get the meeting started. Um, For those of you in the audience who are here to um, participate in our meeting, please turn off or silence your cell phones. Any member of the audience who wishes to be heard on any item on today's agenda, please come forward and fill out a speaker form located on the dais and furnish it to staff. Once an item is taken up, No no further speaker sign ups will be allowed, and you will not be permitted to speak. Individuals who are interested in speaking on any item on the agenda, please come forward and sign up now. When you're called upon, you'll have two minutes to speak. Please keep your comments brief into the subject being discussed. We ask that you address the commission in a polite manner and refrain from making impertinent remarks or slanderous remarks. We ask that those of you in the audience respect the views of those speaking today. As such, we do not allow any applause cheering, booing, or catcalls during or after speaker comments. I'm going to read the Tuesday morning memo. Consent items are items numbered 1 through 57. Public hearing items are items 58 through 60. Regular and supplemental items are 61 through 78. I request the following withdrawals and Scrivener error corrections and inclusion of additional information. Withdrawals and deferrals. Item number 11, is withdrawn for staff revision and will be brought back to the board for consideration at the June 13, 2017 commission meeting. Item number 36 is withdrawn for further staff review. Item number 38, Exhibit 4, page 16 of 43, Section 12.2.4 in bold. And Exhibit 8, page 16 of 42, Section 12.2.4 in bold currently reads, direct media's duty, and both should read agency's duty. Item number 71, the first sentence of the summary explanation background currently reads on April, April, on April 12, 2016. And it should read on September 15, 2016. There's additional information on item number 8, Exhibit 2, page 6, Section three dot, um, dot D dot four is being amended to reflect a staffing change. Item number 60, Vice Mayor Fur, Commissioner Mark Bogan, Commissioner Geller, and Commissioner Tim Ryan request to be co-sponsors. Item number 61 is a time certain at 11 a.m. Item number 61D, at the conclusion of the motion as it is currently written, insert the following. With notice given to the board in every instance. Item number 78, Commissioner Bogan requests to be added as a co-sponsor. The mayor requests without objection that item 62, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 76, and 78 be moved to consent without objection. Additional material, item number 1D to 1H, board appointments. Item number 63, an email to the board from the Environmental Protection and Growth Management Group. Item number 63, paren 2, briefing paper submitted by Vice Mayor Furr. Item number 63, paren 2, proposed amendments to the BRP submitted by Vice Mayor Furr. Item number 73, Exhibit 2. Item number 73, paren 2, letter to the board from the Worldwide Sports Management Group. Item number 73, paren 3, substitute Article 7 of Exhibit 2. Item number 73, paren 4, previously distributed as 73B, memo to the board from the Office of the County Auditor. That concludes the Tuesday morning memo. As it stands right now, um, Commissioner Udine, do you have any polls? Commissioner Rich? Commissioner Bogan?
6: Yes, um, I'd like to pull
0: number 57. Okay, and Commissioner Ryan? No polls. Vice Mayor Fur. No
5: polls.
0: Commissioner Lamarca is absent because he's at the NACO conference in Washington, DC. Commissioner Holness, you're on the line, no, any polls. No polls. <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's virtual, he's <It's> virtual.
0: <laughs> Commissioner Geller?
1: Uh, number 64, which you just added. Sixty-four. Yes, okay, ma'am. stay on for regular. For purposes of a con- of announcing conflict only.
0: You got it. No problem. Okay. I'm sorry.
8: I didn't realize. I, I would like to pull seventy-eight.
0: Seventy-eight. Okay, got it. County administrator. No. County attorney. No. County auditor.
9: No.
0: Okay. At this time, can I have a motion for the consent agenda? Oh, we have polls for the public. I have audience polls and I'm going to handle those in a certain way as well. So I have um, audience poll 57, 62, 63, 67, 72, and 78, they're pulled by Russell Rand. Mr. Rand, if you could come and sit in the front row, because you're going to be up to speak first after I finish with the consent agenda. Okay, at this time, I need a motion for the consent agenda. Second. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. All opposed? Let the record show that that passes unanimously. All right, at this time I'm going to try to move through as many of these items as I possibly can. Okay, since I have commissioners that have pulled 57. I'm going to ask Mr. Rand to come on up so that we can go ahead and dispose of item 62, 63, 67, 72.
6: Mr. Mr. Rand, Rand, I'm glad you don't have that hat on, I appreciate that. I was uh, going it, to wear it, I got a better version, in, but
13: uh, I'd be hit by lightning or okay. okay. That's my man, Todd Rundgren, tinfoil hat, search it, Todd. About you know who, tweeting
0: like you know what. Okay, Mr. Rand, you've pulled four items that were on our consent agenda, so I'm going to go ahead no, just and- No, one,
13: I think.
0: You, pull four, you pulled six total. I'm going to have you speak to four now so that I can go ahead and move the, ag- the agenda along, okay? So um, at this time, Mr. Rand. I'm going to give you two minutes per item. You'll have a total of eight minutes if you can go ahead and speak. You don't have to use all of it, but I just want to go ahead and get these items moving,
2: okay? Mayor, would you express for the record, please, which items these are?
0: I just, it's- That he's speaking on. Okay, 62, 63, 67, and 72. I think you also mentioned 57. No, 57, you guys are speaking on that, so I'm talking about these four items right now. Okay, thank you, mayors. Please, Mr. Rand, eight minutes.
13: It's 57, right?
0: I got you. I got you.
13: I'm talking on 57, right?
0: You're talking on 62 right now.
13: What happened to 57?
0: That's not being taken up right now. You're going to speak on 62, 63, 67, and 72. Please start.
13: Um, Yeah, I just uh, superficially read this stuff about uh, researching patents and uh, intellectual property for Broward County. Uh, employees, and I didn't realize somebody, the utility plant invented some gadget or whatever uh, as a process improvement, I presume. I didn't read all the details and all. But um, anytime in a corporate world, uh, the corporation owns the patents and the intellectual rights to the intellectual property of the, of the corporation, and uh, that gets into a lot of legal areas, uh, as far as uh, who really had the rights or who invented it, and, such as the windshield wiper, intermittent, that went on for decades and all. So I'm just wondering where the county's going with um, with um, trying to harness the employees, it sounds like. And uh, that gets into a slippery slope when you start trying to exert ownership on what the employees are innovating Gets to the issue of innovation versus imitation. If your ideas or intellectual property are being patented, then um, it just inhibits the employees from developing a more uh, innovative workplace. I've seen this. This This is what I've seen in all these years. Okay, I'll talk about the 63.
0: Can I? Nope, keep going.
13: 63 blighted areas uh, of the community, and uh, it's a, what is it, RFP, RFP, whatever. Um, I've lived here 43 years, and uh, there's certain blighted areas in, like, Idlewild or Los Angeles Isles or whatever, but uh, who cares about that? I'm concerned with the real blighted areas of the county as I drove around for all those decades uh, and getting the lay of the land and what worked and what didn't, and... um, I would strongly encourage you to, to, to further this along. You know, there's whole areas between... I always say there, there's oases and then there's roads in between the oases. The oases are sitting above the water. Think of the history when it was settled 100 years ago. They, they settled on the dry land. In between, like, there's a classic example, Hollywood Boulevard, um, not Hollywood Boulevard, U.S. One down from Dania to Hollywood. You know, it just it looks pretty crappy. And as the county, you know, you should be long ago, not now, long ago, doing things to further uh, and improve, even if you have to work with the business communities. This whole idea of perception, Mayor Lindsay in New York had the broken window thing. I don't know if you know this, but he wanted every window broken. Otherwise, you thought that this was a a dump, you know, even though it's mansions and all. And I've been particularly interested in the uh, Northwest community, the poor areas along the North Fork, and 20 years ago when the county was gearing up for the uh, parks and rec, 200 million, 400 million dollars, and they had to, because of the parochialism here, distribute the funds throughout the county. And um, I thought you should put a a big idea downtown in that blighted Northwest community, and it would take a public partner, public-private partnership. Uh, to get the you know, fat, fat cats from downtown to put the money in there and develop the community the way it's going to be in the future and not the way it has been in the past. So 20 years ago, 17 years ago, 15 years ago, I actually started writing the plan on my own. I did the cover for it because that's what I'm good at, and I started writing a paragraph, and then I slipped on the banana peel on the gangplank, and the rest is
0: Seriously? history. Seriously? Is that related to the item? You're going to have to speak to the item.
13: Well, that's what I'm doing. Please. Don't edit everything I say.
0: Banana peels, slipping on them, not related to anything on my agenda. Seriously.
13: Seriously, whatever you want to do. Thank you. Um, okay, I'll talk to the on 67, the emergency management contingency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, we had a few emergencies here, the thing at the airport. Uh, and whenever you start doing an RFQ for uh, consultant and contingency, it means the county can't figure it out enough themselves. And uh, still, the greatest danger facing the county is a is hurricane. Um, hurricane Godzilla, I call it. And when you have hundreds of billions of dollars damage and tens of thousands of people, Conceivably could be killed by this um, You're just not there. You're just not there you know, I've been crying wolf for 43 years nobody's paying attention the one thing you learn from studying history is that You haven't learned anything from studying history nothing And I'm re- reminded that when Katrina went into Mississippi it took 45 days to get the pump the water get the water out from back there and we've gone from the fire season now to the monsoon season, feast or famine I always talk about. So all of a sudden people are underwater, hence the boots, prepared. Uh, so that's a very important thing, and I found it lax uh, in the years that I worked with the county. They just, they just didn't know, understand Uh, 72 is next?
0: Yep, 72 is the 72. last 72, I didn't read
13: all the details. P- apologize, apologize.
0: Oh, my goodness, you're out of time. So thank you very much for that comment, Mr. Rand.
13: Keep working on it, Mr. let
0: Okay. So back to this dais. Can I have a motion on item number 62, please? So moved. Sorry. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show item 62 passes unanimously. Can I have another motion on item number 63, please? Mayor, that item was not placed on consent. It's sorry? It's a regular item. It's a regular item? Okay, so can we go ahead with it? Yeah, we want to take up item number 63. All those in favor, mayor, signify does, by.
2: Does that include the um, proposed amendments yes. uh, submitted by the vice mayor? Yes, it does. Do okay. you want to say something, vice mayor? I do. You can go ahead and say something.
4: Okay, great, sure. Um, this, this, uh, what we're doing on this is expanding the definition of redevelopment, uh, and what is eligible for the CRA funds. Uh, these are these are the CRA's that do not have TIF uh, with them. I was on the CRA board for almost 12 years, and I've seen a lot of things go through. See how, you know what's worked and what hadn't worked and by and large for the most part the things that you do and, and this and I think this de- this speaks to that the, uh, dealing with the infrastructure is a good way to is a, one of the be- best uses of it um, but there are times where you need to expand it and in this case uh, I'm asking that we that we look to expand it to consider uh, having money go toward accreditation for child care centers and the some of the reasons are, uh, there's, a couple of different, there's a couple of reasons. One, it's usually, Chalk is usually the missing link that's usually looked at between uh, planning and economic, economic development. It's not usually included, but this is allowing that to be included. It's kind of the connective tissue, and I actually think we should be looking at it as infrastructure. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> that's not for me, though. It's okay. <laughs> um, could it could be. It could be, but I'm not done.
14: Okay. Um, it,
4: could, it could be looked at as infrastructure uh, because for those businesses that are trying to become uh, established in these areas, the one thing that's missing, they need, they need uh, the child care centers. If you have, and I know there's two uh, applications in there for restaurants. If you have, when, those, when, they, when they start to get jobs there, and let's say you have 10 waitresses, I will guarantee you those 10 waitresses are going to be looking for somewhere nearby that has high quality child care centers um, the benefit for the surrounding businesses it, it's going to make the entire community attractive uh, it makes for all those businesses it becomes an amenity for it uh, it builds it obviously builds a better foundation for all the schools um, and one of the things that all realtors will tell you is the schools will, will make a, an area attractive more attractive if, if they have good schools people want to move there okay. and this is this is going to help establish that because it makes those kids school ready. So I'm, I'm thankful, it, the other part is the return on investment is, is seven to one on this. Normally when we, when we are uh, investing these in many government programs, very seldom do you get anywhere, that is the best return on investment of any go, government program we will have. And then lastly, this actually leverages money for all of those childcare centers. When we, when, if, we get, if we are able to bring them toward accreditation, it, they are actually able to pull down more money from the state for each kid, uh, up to almost a thousand dollars a kid. So that's pretty good. Lastly, this, another th- lastly. Uh, lastly, uh, the, the, Is I guess that the, the last, other, last, last, last lastly. Okay. Um, I just got the statistics, and you, if, uh, I know many of you all remember <laughs> last year we we inserted within the renewal process um, a requirement to to show how many. Uh, workers in our child care centers are credentialed. As of now, it's we are looking at over over the past year, over 54% of the workers that are in the child care centers in Broward County are not credentialed. That's a huge amount. And it te- and and so you really have very few trained personnel in there where it me- makes the most difference. So anything we can do toward to move all of our uh, childcare centers toward accreditation that's what we should be doing it helps on in on all kind of levels and this by by adding this to this um, These defi- these definitions of what is acceptable I think we're doing moving toward that and I want to thank you all for supporting it. Thank you
0: And you have unanimous support Commissioner Holness.
15: Thank you uh, vice Mayor, for, uh these dollars are intended to be invested in low income, high poverty, high unemployment, blighted neighborhoods, and this goes to that. Uh, if we don't get to the point where we start investing capital in the people in these neighborhoods to build and strengthen them, the blight will continue. It is fundamental in my mind that we don't just put the capital into buildings and infrastructure, but we put it in people by investing these dollars it will help break that generational cycle of poverty that exists so often in these communities Uh, education training apprenticeships and workforce development are essential to changing the dynamics of these areas and once we do that then we'll have more disposable income which will make it more attractive for investors to want to invest their money in there. So I I totally agree with with what you're doing with this, and I hope we can do much more. Thank
0: Thank you. you. With that, I had a motion and a second on item number 63. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed, let the record show 63 passes unanimously. These are regular um, items on regular agenda right now that I'm disposing of. I'm doing this because there are some people in the audience that Need to leave, and I'm trying to get them out as expeditiously as possible, Commissioner. So bear with me. I've hopped around a little bit. Item number 67. Um, it, uh, the audience speakers have already um, done that. Are done. That's Mr. Rand. Uh, it's a motion to authorize County Administrator to approve a request for qualifications, RFQ number A2113624R1. Is there a motion? Move
5: it. Second.
0: All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed. Let the record show item 67 passes unanimously. Item number 72 is a motion to approve the Broward County Transportation Plan for behavioral health needs in accordance with the changes mandated by Senate Bill 12, amendments chapter 394, Florida Statutes Baker Act. Um, All those, do I have a motion on item number 72? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed, let the record show that passes unanimously. I've now disposed of those four items. And um, we're going to go back on the agenda. We do have a time certain item of item number 61 at 11. So I'm going to try to move through this as quickly as possible to get us to the meat of the agenda, okay? Yeah, the meat and the potatoes. Okay. 64, okay, I'm going to do 57, 58, 59. I'm going to try to get those out of the way. And then we'll be okay. All right. So item number 57 is a motion to file the review of the airport parking revenues and parking information system. Um, This was put on by the county auditor. County auditor, would you like to open the item
9: or say anything? This is a review of the airport parking uh, revenue system. It's also a follow-up for a review that we did in 2011. And um, we still have uh, some issues that are still outstanding that the um, aviation department state that they will continue to um, look into and to make sure that they address. Okay,
0: at this time, I have only one audience speaker, that's Mr. Rand. Mr. Rand, are you here? Can you please come to the podium? You have two minutes to speak to the item. Thank you.
13: I just want to speak to the general idea of audits, again, uh, and air quality in particular. I don't know. Okay, I'll take care of it. I'll
2: it.
13: So, a uh, true story: uh, thirty-six years ago, uh, the air quality director had the ten-thousand-dollar ca- county carbon monoxide instrument in Maryland, making ten thousand dollars on the side. Audits aren't always financial; they're all, also mechanical of what the objects are. There was a whistleblower at the time, and he blew the whistle, the county auditor came over and said, let me see this exact piece of equipment. So, oh, it's out in the field, I'll bring it in. So he, the air quality director flew to uh, Maryland retrieved the instrument, the next day said, there it is. <laughs> the person who pointed it out was transferred into a job he knew nothing about, was given a zero on his evaluation, and resigned before he could be fired. The air quality person put in overtime, got the money back, he got a three-day suspension. Uh, So he put himself in for overtime, got the money back, and was promoted to assistant director of the agency. In other words, there's no accountability. So if you chase down financially every part of Broward County, every crevice, you're not going to figure it out. They just keep moving the cheese quick, faster than they can figure it out. So it wouldn't matter how much money you put into that auditor. It's not going to pan out. But that's why I'm standing here.
0: Thank you. Okay. No, I, No, well, we got. It. We can move it and second it, but it's com- Commissioner Bogan um, actually pulled it, so that's fine. You'll second it. Second that, and then discuss it. Second. Okay. Now discuss.
6: Um, at the last time we we were speaking about the CVB, and I just want to bring up a, a point that uh, really a great thing. The county auditors item brings forth we have a big hole and the hole is here in 2011 the county auditor made recommendations and as of September 2016 60 percent of the recommendations were not implemented and so uh, last time I was trying to make a point that your office needs somebody to follow up to make sure recommendations are implemented to protect our taxpayers and um, And so that's the first point, and I hope that when we talk about budget, your office will be looking for a budget to have somebody for a job that can make sure all your hundreds and hundreds of recommendations are followed, because that protects us and the taxpayers.
9: We will have um, that to you by August 15th, the first meeting after the break.
6: Okay, and, and the second thing I asked when we met just today, I said, based on, on your, uh, the 60% that you said was not recommended, I said that if I wanted to be dishonest and before money was deposited, I wanted to take some cash and put it in my pocket, um, is it possible that that can happen and no one would know about it since based on the things that were not implemented? Is that possible?
9: Based on the controls that were not implemented, um, it would be possible. However, I do not know what the dollar amount is or
6: anything like that. But it would be possible. okay. So, so, it, so again, I want to point out to my commissioner to my right, Commissioner Ryan, um, that that we have a big hole here, and that is the recommendations that your office is making. You have nobody in your office that, at least, you don't have the proper staff staffing to follow up, and make sure those recommendations, and that's really my point uh, for this thank you okay. commissioner
0: Ryan. i know my mic wouldn't come on commissioner ryan
10: i just want to make one comment i know that the um parking concession is a major driver of the revenue at the airport but there is um another aspect of airport operations that that um, generates even more revenue Uh, And that is the rent-a-car facilities. Uh, You did a, uh, the auditor did uh, an audit of the uh, rent-a-car facilities some time ago. I think it was several years ago, and um, there has not been an update. So I'm just going to ask that you will update that and uh, bring that to us as quickly as you're
0: able to do so.
9: Okay, well. Yes, County Auditor. I will bring the update um, by August 15th again.
0: Okay, Commissioner Bogan to close.
6: Yeah, and I just wanted to confirm that when we come back in August, you were going to bring back a calendar of everything the auditor's office plans on, on, on uh, auditing for the county.
9: We work with the new county auditor who's supposed to be here on Monday, and I will make sure that we get Thank
6: that. Thank you, you so out. much. Thank you.
0: Okay, so I had a motion and a second on item 57. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All those opposed? Let the record show item 57 passes unanimously. The next item on our agenda is item number 58, it's a public hearing item. There's no public speakers I'm signed up on item number 58, so it's back to this dais. All those in favor of item 58 signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, let the record show that that passes unanimously. Item number 59 is a motion to consider adoption of a resolution amending the Administrative Code, the title of which is follows. A resolution of Broward County Board of County Commission of Broward County, Florida pertaining to fees, ground transportation services at Fort Lauderdale-Hollywood International Airport. Amending section 39.2 of the Broward County Administrative Code. I have one speaker signed up for item number 59 from the public. I'm opening a public hearing. This is Mr. Ancineo Jean, could you please come forward to the podium? You'll have two minutes to address the commission. Thank you, Mr. Jean. Good
16: morning, good morning, commissioners. Good morning, Uh, Mayor. Uh, With this item 59, which is uh, Uber uh, network, transportation network companies, they're required to pay $3. And we don't have any problem with that. But as a taxi driver, we have to have a transponder. And we don't know how many Ubers picking up at the airport, exactly. That's the problem I have with the with this item. Uh, if they want to pay the $3, they need to have a transponder. Thank
0: you. Thank you. That concludes our audience participation. It's back to the stage for a motion. And let me uh, ask. I, 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 yeah. Okay, so we need a cue then?
15: Yeah.
0: Okay. Commissioner Holness?
15: Uh, let me ask, what is our method of ensuring that Uber is paying the, the fees. Okay, uh, maybe so that I'm could be 10, explained to uh, Mrs. Jean. I'm at
0: 1058. I have a time certain of 11 o'clock, so you have two minutes to conclude this same item.
4: Line, same question.
0: Same question? Okay. Mr. Henry?
15: Mr.
17: Halsey, if you can come to the podium, please. Mr.
3: Halsey, director of... Consumer protection division. I believe that's undergoing discussion right now with aviation to figure out how that's going to work.
15: So you're, you're telling us that the 450 that we were collecting, there was some method that we're using. What, weren't we using some method? Previously,
3: the way it was working was the, um, the transponder cards would report uh, the uh, vehicle
7: trips into the airport. The... Um, um, no, no, no. Mr. is there? there. Sure. Yes. Sorry. Um, so the uh, the County Auditor's Office actually helped us with an audit of Uber and Lyft, um, basically using the data. And there was an agreed upon protocol, the AUP, that was negotiated with Uber that was used to audit to verify that the payments were being made. And that's actually handled by the Aviation Department. But again, we went through it with the County Auditor's Office. And we concluded that last year, and we would do that again. So, you're telling me
15: that we have to wait for an audit before we get the money? Are they paying us on a regular basis? They pay payments.
7: uh, My understanding is that they do pay monthly payments based on self reporting how many vehicles they had for trips at the airport. And then, once a year, that is audited in accordance with the agreed upon protocols that were put in place as a part of our code. So they pay
15: us what they, what, what they say they owe us. And then at the end of uh, the year, we double-check to see, based on their electronic files, how, how do we, what, what's the methodology? Well, they,
7: they hire an independent auditor. I think last year it was PwC, and that independent auditor is actually the one that goes and follows the AUP procedures to determine whether or not the payments were made.
9: That's correct. Um, Uber hires an independent auditor. Um, so, beginning the, every month, the um, Uber sends um, uh, the payment to, to Aviation, stating how many trips they have, um, times the four dollars and fifty cents. And at the end of year, at the end of the year or every two years, I think the um, PwC would do an audit and verify that those are correct. Um, we d- we just finished an audit, I think, in uh, December or January, which was on the board's agenda. And um, I think they're about renegotiating how that uh, how that goes going forward.
15: So PwC does the audit as the as the as the independent, An independent auditor third party. and then you double check that. We, or? we don't
9: double check it because it's it's, it's a third party independent that was agreed upon between our so we had Barrett selection and, we and we helped Uber. in the selection that yes,
15: okay I remember that okay, okay. all right
9: okay
0: we're going to need to have our time certain are you done yes okay item number fifty nine can I get a motion so moved. please. And a second? Second. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Let the record show 59 passes unanimously. We're now going to take up our time. Certain item, item number 61. There's four parts to item number 61. It's on regular agenda. Could. And it is a motion to approve the Port Everglades passenger cruise terminal birth user agreement between Broward County and Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. There are no public speakers signed up on this item. We do have members and representatives from Royal Caribbean here for questions if necessary. So at this time, I'm going to go to the dais for a motion. Move
1: it, second.
0: All those in favor of item 61 signify by saying aye. Aye. All those opposed? Let the record show 61 passes unanimously. Vice Mayor Furr?
4: And just one point, in that amendment was the, I think it was in the Tuesday memo, that uh, for all the uh, change orders we would be noticed. Correct,
0: Correct. that is correct. Correct. And I read that into the, um, from the Tuesday morning memo. Okay, so at this time, item number 61 passes unanimously. Thank you very much for coming in. Um, The next item on our agenda. Is item number sixty? It's a public hearing item. It's a motion to consider enactment of an ordinance, the title of which is follows: an ordinance of the Border County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida pertaining to motor carriers, amending various sections of Chapter 22 and a half of the Border County Code of Ordinances, code providing that taxicabs may use a software program, platform, or application installed on an electronic device as a taxi meter, providing that taxicabs may charge a fare equal to or less. Then the fare set by the Board of County Commissioners, updating the definition of the division and providing for severability, inclusion in the code, and an effective date. At this time, I have two audience, three audience speakers that are signed up. I have Mr. Encinio Jean um, with the United Drivers of Broward, Mr. John Camillo with Yellow Cabs, and Mr. Diego Castaneda from United Cabs of. Cab driver, United Drivers of Broward. Can you please all come to the front row so that we can call you in order? You'll have two minutes to address the commission. Mr. Incinio Jean.
16: Uh, good morning again, uh, commissioners. Um, we welcome the uh, changes that uh, the county putting in place for, for the uh, electronic devices. Um, at the same time, we still have the same problem. All over, at the airport, the seaport, because of the unfair charges. If we're looking at the uh, the uh, fair the uh, the transportation charges at the airport, which is uh, we can find it on the board, and to see the charges they put there for the taxi drivers and the um, share ride and private cars if you look at it, if you see most of them it, it, it is unfair for the taxi drivers to compete with uber share ride and private cars if we're gonna make a change we have to start with this too thank you see
4: the, the last-
16: if we're going to make a change on the uh, fares and the meters, we have to start with, uh, with the fare that they're in place and at Mission the airport. Turn off your mic. I want to ask my question. The zones. The zones.
0: It's too many. Yeah. It was just too
16: many mics. We don't have it. No.
15: He's talking about zone charges, which the taxi uh, uh, companies are not afforded, but they... Um, Shear rides and the vans have that uh, advantage. Uh, so basically, if you take a van from the seaport to the airport, I believe it's about $11 per passenger. And those vans have probably 16 seats. A taxi might have a seven-passenger.
12: Okay.
15: He, he can only charge us that, that set fee, not a per-passenger fee, as uh, the vans does. And, and that's what he's saying. There's an, a, a disadvantage that, they, that they, they are placed in.
0: Okay. Thank you. The next speaker is John Camillo from the Yellow Cab. Mr. Camillo.
14: Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, thank you Commissioners. I just want to say briefly, obviously, we support this. I'd like to thank the Commissioners who have endorsed this and the work that the county attorney and staff has done to get this before you as fast as it has. I look at the, at your time. It reminds me of a taxi meter. This is the next step to eliminate what I call meter anxiety. Um, we will hopefully in yellow cab have no meters in our cars, which by the end of the summer, which will allow things such as zone fares and so on, because this is now going to be a software-driven uh, system as opposed to a hardware driven system we won't have to touch every car to change what we're doing on our meters we just need to do it in our dispatch system back at our office so thank you very much for this opportunity <clears throat> yes sir
4: uh-huh. have, has your have you already devised a software that's going to allow you to do car uh, two rides at a time like carpooling that type of thing hey um... Sh- shared rides i guess
14: Commissioner Furr, we are right now testing more of a, of a set rate based on mileage that can be varied by percentage and so on. Okay. The next step will be that. Um, to get this point, we had to go ahead and amend the, uh, the state statute to allow us to eliminate the meters. That is on the governor's desk for signature, and then have this amended, uh, this ordinance amended by you all. Um, that is something that is in our development queue.
5: Um,
14: I would love to sit and talk to you, and I know that uh, Commissioner Ryan raised with me the same issue, especially on a first and last mile. I think we can use the summer to work with uh, transit if you direct them to try and devise something. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. The last speaker is Diego A. Castaneda. Uh,
11: Good morning, Commissioners. I just basically going to support the idea from uh, Arsenio about the share rise at the airport with this sheet. It's very old. It's, it's issued in 9 30 2013. So the first here is, is kind of not fair with ours. Like uh, from Lauderdale Airport to the B Ocean, Sunrise, and A1A is $37 in the sheet. They go to the share ride outside the door, it's $11 a passenger. It's not fair. The, 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 the passing jumping right there and the car there. They don't look at no taxis at all. So this is just unfair, those numbers here in this sheet here. We have the sheet. You have a couple yeah. more yeah. to give it to the commissioners to read, please. And also the Port of glaze, we've been seeing a lot of signs there with no flat rate for the drivers. But it's, it's a gymnast there at the doors so of the cruise ships. They are offered $11 ride and $15 rides to the airport, to the customers there. So the, the customers don't walk on the other side to get in a taxi. So it's an unfair situation too for car drivers there. So those, those uh, I would say those signs, uh, the poor, even with this shit there is it's not going to bring us no benefits to a car driver here and Lori uh, uh, there. So those signs, I will remove it, see if it's possible okay. to remove it for us because, mm-hmm. by the way, the police, they know it's a flat rate, $20 from the pier to the airport, and nobody say anything because it's a customer coming with four or five keys and a lot of luggage there in the van, and they jump in there at 40, uh, $11, $14, it's not fair for us. So the van's going to get advanced oh. advance in there at the Port of the place to remove those yeah. signs there for the, no flat rates for the car drivers. So... That's it. Just, uh, Thank you. I'm going to bring you the sheet for the commissioners. Please. Thank you.
0: We have it. Thank you very much. Uh, Mayor. Thank you. Okay, yes. Yes, Ms. Henry. I'm sorry. Give me one second.
17: Ms. Henry. Uh, I just wanted to remind the commissioners um, that um, the staff had indicated that they wanted to have the summer to work with the industry to come up with appropriate zone fares. And the shared ride um, alternatives It's not something that's, it hasn't fallen off our radar screen, um, but we do need to involve the industry in that. I know I've had a couple of conversations myself, and there's kind of a disparity on what the thought process is. So we really do need to get them together to come up with that, and that's part of our summer activity. So we'll bring that back to you in the fall.
15: If I could get Mr. Castaneda back. Uh, uh, Mr Diego.
0: Castaneda, can you please return to the podium thank you
15: for a trip from the seaport to the airport about what does it cost in a taxi
11: um, the meter probably between thirteen to fifteen dollars on change
15: okay. okay and 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 for a a van ride it's eleven dollars
11: and the van yeah the, the, person. the, the, the g- per person per person
15: okay per person thank you. So so, so that's one issue. The other issue that I've heard from the uh, cab drivers uh, quite often and over a long period of time is that somehow uh, they believe that the distribution of passengers, they are restricted from getting close to the terminal uh, exit where the passengers are being picked up. Uh, So they have to be on the other side, whereas the vans and the share rides are right there. And, and, And the passengers... Uh, according to them, are being directed to those vans and shear rides rather than having the taxi drivers get an opportunity. So they're being locked out right at the door from the opportunity. Somehow that setup is there. And I think there's a person by the name of Gene that's controlling that. Uh, yes, yeah, I, think, okay. I believe so. so, so and this, this, this is a complaint that I received probably a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, and and I, I hope we can do something to ensure that there's some <clears> fairness in the distribution of these rights and that they're not locked out, and, and, and the vans are being directed to. Because, again, the difference in pricing, when you take a cab, is, is not that large uh, for, per passenger. And, and here's a huge, uh, a stark disparity in that, one, they don't get the opportunity. Two, $11 compared to about $14, $15, maybe 18 uh and they can only take charge one price even if they have four passengers. The van has six, 15, 16 passengers, and they get eleven dollars apiece same distance
0: okay thank you. can I please have a motion on the item? All those in favor of item number sixty signify by saying aye, aye. all opposed. Let the record show item 60 passes unanimously. Thank you all for coming. Okay, the next item on our agenda is item number 64. Commissioner Geller, you pull this for abstention? Uh, yes, Madam Mayor. Uh, appropriate time to read.
1: Sure. Uh, I, am Sorry. But it was on. I am abstaining from item 64. Greenspoon Mortar represents one of the parties and could benefit from the item because I'm still owed compensation. Based on my prior membership in the firm, I am abstaining to avoid the appearance of a voting conflict because I have no actual voting conflict. I remain on the dais for the item. I will add I am down to one client that still owes money, and they are supposed to be paying before the break is over. So assuming everything goes properly, this will no longer be an issue after the break.
0: Thank you. All those in favor of item 64, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show that that passes unanimously. With
10: one abstention.
0: With one abstention, sorry. Thank you. Okay, the next item on our agenda is item number 67. It is a motion to authorize uh, the county administrator to approve requests for qualification. That passed. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I got that one. I'm so sorry. I took care of that. I know, I'm so fast, and so efficient. <laughs> <laughs>
10: Even if do no. say so yourself. I,
0: I'm just saying, it's 1114, and you all, we are almost done. Okay, item number 73. Is a motion to reaffirm the waiver of all applicable provision of the Broward County Procurement Code for this agreement. It's um, the agreement between Broward County and Worldwide Sports Management Group, LLC, for promotion and management of cricket at Central Broward Regional Park Stadium. Um, the item was sponsored by Commissioner Holness, and I have two audience speakers. I have Mr. John Milledge and Colleen Gutsmore from the Water Hill Chamber of Commerce. So um, Mr. Millage, would you like to address the commission? Thank you.
18: Uh, thank you, Mayor. John Millage, attorney for Worldwide. Uh, we've made a lot of progress with county administration and county attorney on this agreement. We've got, I think as you know, one issue left, termination for convenience. Um, a broad termination for convenience means you really don't have an agreement, because what it says is, you can terminate at any time for any reason, so we want to discuss that with you and why that provision is not appropriate in this uh, agreement. And and what I want to say at the outset is I think there is a proposed revision to the termination for convenience that is reasonable from our standpoint and we're supportive of that. Um, so, So the reasons why it's not appropriate is first, this agreement sets a very high bar of objective performance standards, which I don't think are in many of your other contracts. Um, this agreement includes, as you know, a minimum of three international games a year that worldwide must meet, and if they don't, they're out. It also requires Mr. Prasad to pursue a home team, and he's in the final stages of doing that. So, you know, so what's involved in that also is this requires him to uh, invest millions of dollars in commitments uh, in the beginning of this contract, and as well as over multiple years, which you just can't unwind on a whim. Uh, so you can't ask him to bring a home team and, and, and have long-term agreements with inter- international events and then just terminate him and expose him to the multiple breaches that you can imagine will happen to him, the liability and losses. Um, and third, this provision would significantly handicap the performance of this agreement. So it would be impossible, again, for him to have l- long-term multi-year agreements with, let's just say, these leagues to have regular events coming every year, which is the, the main goal of this. Um, he'd have to just do them on a one-off basis. It kind of has one hand tied behind his back in order to perform. And then finally, it's just kind of grossly unfair. If Worldwide comes to you with this business model, he incurs a significant startup cost in the early years, he performs, and then he's terminated. So we're just saying the bottom line is let's move on together um, and, um, and ask you to revise the agreement as indicated by Commissioner Bogan. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. The next speaker is Colleen Gutsmore, followed by Russell Rand. I mean, I'm sorry, just Colleen Gutsmore. Sorry, Mr. Rand, you're 78. Okay, not in the Colleen's not in the audience? Okay, no problem. So then we'll go ahead and go back to the dais. Um, is there anyone on the dais that wishes to speak on the item? I'd like to move it. Okay, I have a motion with his so, amendment. Okay, so all those in favor of item number 73 as amended by Commissioner Bogan signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Opposed. Yeah. I have one, two, three in opposition, and I've got, wow, that's close. Five, four? No, four. Five. five, five, yeah, five. Okay, so it passes. All righty, so let the record show that it passes on a five, three. Thank you. So Thank you. Thank you. So, Thank you. Okay. Well, you all came out of left field. Okay, okay, guys. We, if if you're gonna have a discussion, I can. O- we can reopen the item. Okay. All righty. So the next the next item on our agenda is item number seventy-seven. And that is a motion to direct the county staff to fully evaluate the paid parental leave benefits. Um, this item is a regular agenda item. There are no audience speakers signed up on the item. Is there anyone from the dais that would like to speak on it? Yes, Commissioner Rich.
8: Thank you, Madam Mayor. Yes. It's, oh, yes, it's, I'm sorry, uh,
0: Commissioner Bogan, would you? Leave? Do you want okay.
8: okay. it? to introduce it first? No? Okay, Um, I just want to speak in favor of this. Um, I've been involved with this issue for many, many years. I was actually there when the original family and medical leave bill was signed in in Washington. And unfortunately, um, it was without pay. So we have uh, only uh, really basically uh, unpaid family and medical leave on a federal level. And um, as with many other things right now, uh, it's coming back to the local communities to do the right thing for people. And uh, I think uh, we have examples where Dade County has already uh, done this, and Palm Beach County is uh, discussing it. And I'd like to uh, see us uh, become uh, a part of uh, the group that uh, has paid leave. Uh, We are probably the only industrialized country in the world that doesn't have paid leave. So it's time uh, for us to do that, and this will be a, a wonderful first step for Broward County. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Commissioner Bogan?
6: Anybody else that want to talk about it? I, I would close on it.
0: Okay, fine. Can I get a motion? Oh,
3: Commissioner Udine? This is just to bring everything back to us. I want, I want to make sure that staff brings us detailed costs on all this through all the different departments. I want detailed financials when this comes back to us.
0: Ms. Henry? Uh, you're, you're good with that? Okay. Commissioner Holness?
15: Yes. It, this is a great item. Uh, as, as, as a father of many children... Uh, and unfortunately most of that time was independent Uh, uh, I own my own business Uh, so I didn't get any paid leave other than what I earned Uh, but I had the flexibility nonetheless to do what I needed to do when I needed to do it Uh, so this is great for us to build and strengthen our our communities as we go forward Uh, a good item that I think will benefit us all And, and this morning I Wish I could have some leave because my daughter graduated South plantation. I w- waited as long as I could to see her walk. That's why I was on the phone, but uh, I you figured. Could have
0: stayed there. You could have stayed. There. Yeah. I mean, we would. Uh, I
15: just had an item that passed, uh, what, five, uh, <laughs> five, three. five, five three, it was? It you, would have passed anyway. <laughs> well, nonetheless, uh, it, it is an item that, that certainly is needed for, for families.
0: Okay. Thank you. Okay, so I had a motion and a second on item number 77. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show item 77 passes unanimously. Item number 78 is a motion to adopt a resolution opposing withdrawal from the Paris Agreement by the United States of America and pledging support for greenhouse gas emissions reduction goals, continued collaboration via the Southeast Florida Regional Climate Change Compact, clean energy deployment and evaluation, by the staff of county participation in regional and international climate change activities. I um, com- uh, have only one audience speaker signed up. That's Mr. Rand, and I know Commissioner Rich, you pulled this item as well. So, um, commis- I mean, <laughs> Mr. Rand, could you please oppose- approach the podium, and then followed by Commissioner Rich, thank you. You want to say something too? Okay.
13: Yes, I have mixed emotions on this climate stuff. Uh, on the one hand, I'm an environmentalist and and all. And I've been studying for the 62 years since I saw my city underwater from the hurricane. Um, what I've learned on the way, though, that the political trumps the science part, always, pardon the pun. Um, this is all a lot of smoke and mirrors kabuki dancing uh, with the environment being played for political purposes completely. <laughs> um, I'm chagrined that the county was so late to come to the table about climate change, global warming, sea level rise and all that. Uh, long time coming. Um, there's no way man's going to stop the planet climate from changing. No way. And um, you can't politicize it and legislate it and expect it to do something else. You're not going to have nuclear power in the outlands of Nigeria and no. all. They're still going to use charcoal. Um, so again, I would be in favor of protecting the environment, but there's no way that uh, there's not enough trillions of dollars in the world to stop the climate from changing. <clears throat> and we are the dinosaurs of today, we're the dinosaurs of today. And when our brawn exceeds our cranial capacity, then we will be extinct, too. And then the rodents will inherit the earth. Thank
0: you. Thank you Mr. Rand. That concludes our audience participation. Commissioner
8: Rich. Thank you, uh, Madam Mayor. Um, I just um, um, want to... Great minds think alike, I guess, because a, a, a number of us had the same idea about wanting to uh, have a resolution uh, about the, uh, the withdrawal from the Paris Accords. And I want to thank uh, Dr. Jennifer Harada, who is always incredible and is such a, an amazing resource. And I hate for anyone to say that uh, we're, you know, kind of uh, uh, late in coming to environmental issues when we have someone like her who works uh, so hard on these issues including um, adoption of two county uh, climate change action plans uh, being involved with the uh, southeast florida regional climate change compact uh, the formal integration of climate change and sea level rise into county policy so i think what for me um, i don't have mixed emotions Um, i have very strong emotions about the fact that this county has uh, uh, has been a, a leader uh, uh, has a history of leadership uh, on climate change initiatives, and this is just another example I think of us uh, making that commitment and reinforcing our previous and continued commitment to climate change initiatives So I am very pleased to be sponsoring this along with now. I think every all, all my colleagues um, and uh, we'll send a message just like many other states and and uh, Uh, counties and local municipalities have that uh, the United States is still a leader when it comes to climate change initiatives. Thank you.
0: If our weather from Memorial Day to now hasn't let you know that the climate is changing, I don't know what else will. We had fires raging out in the um, Everglades that overtook Alligator Alley, And now we've had torrential downpours of rain for the last four days, and it's going to continue all week. And so I'm very grateful that we're putting out those fires now, but my goodness. If ever our weather was ever a testament to this needing to continue. Vice Mayor Furrier, next in queue, followed by Commissioner Holness.
4: Thanks, just to echo the same thoughts. Um, I would I would like to be added as a co-sponsor on this as well. I got you. Okay. Okay. And I think we I think we should be very proud of our own role as a leader in not in in the state, and in the country. Uh, the compact that we have with four other countries is unlike counties. Counties. Yeah, you said countries. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, is is a model for for uh, you know throughout the throughout the country, and. Uh, I think we should just continue to move forward. We have a great summit coming up in December where we'll continue to put forth policies. We just passed uh, two, two very forward-looking um, uh, legislative, legislative pieces that add to our toolkit. And uh, I really in, uh, appreciate your comment of listening to the planet. I thought it was a very good quote. So I, I think we should be proud of what we do and just keep moving forward. And. Uh, regardless of what else is going on, we're going to do our own thing.
0: Thank you. And just for the record, for the minute, Secretary, I had an adi- additional co-sponsors on the item of Vice Mayor Furr, Commissioner Mark Bogan, Commissioner Steve Geller, Commissioner Tim Ryan. And that will take us to a total of eight co-sponsors on this item. Commissioner Holness, it's your turn.
15: Yes, we, we are the front line. We are, we are the closest government to the people. Uh, so we live it, we experience it, they touch us on a regular basis. We know what is happening here on Lasola's Isles with high tide. Uh, we are, we're seeing the effects of, of the change in, in climate and weather conditions. Uh, and, and we're doing the work that needs to be done on behalf of the people. Ensuring that we're planning for sustainable developments. Uh, reducing energy consumption. I know that we have uh, already put out for RFP, RFQs to to get uh, our building assessed to make sure that we are reducing uh, the consumption that we have, looking to utilize new sources of energy uh, that that are abundant uh, here, especially solar, And, and making adjustments to be able to make that easy for people to be able to utilize. I I believe we're really doing the right thing uh, for our community and for our planet.
0: Thank you. Um, Before we go on to Commissioner Udine, I did have one more card. I just realized it was under my paper. It's um, David Singer. I can't read your handwriting, but I hope this is you. Okay, you're getting an F for penmanship. No, thank
12: yeah, thank you. <laughs> Boy, I didn't uh, expect to address uh, this august body. I, if I did, I would have worn a tie.
0: Oh,
5: But,
12: uh, <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, this is an important issue to me. I uh, I can't... Talk the science uh, uh, of it let's say like uh, like an al Gore uh, uh, could but uh, i you know you don 't have to be a a scientist to know that uh, I think of the ten hottest uh, days on record since they've been counting have happened to be the last uh, 10 years. Uh, you don't have to go much further than that. You don't have to go much further than uh, where I live on Miami Beach to see when King Tide comes in, that uh, that uh, you can't even drive down Collins Avenue. But let's... Uh, forgo the the science and let's talk about the uh, the business part of it uh, because uh, a lot of what uh, you do is to help uh, businesses and uh, clearly in in when I saw that the United States was pulling out of the uh, Paris accords I said to myself maybe you did to yourself that we've just turned the 21st century over to China because they Understand that the that the future is renewable energy, and the trillions and trillions that are going to be made in the 21st uh, century on renewable energy, and why is Broward uh, residents and. And Floridians, is that so important? Because we happen to be lucky that we are the Sunshine State. So more than maybe any other jurisdiction uh, in in the United States, we would prosper in the 21st century by a focus on um, renewable energy. So, from the science to the to the um, the business aspect of it and then just as to the uh, being a player in the in, in in the world you know when is to think in your lifetimes and i'm uh, older than many of you uh, uh, that uh, when, when have we ever had 195 countries sign on to a anything you know um, uh, and to pull away from the community of the world on this issue is bad Bad poly, bad, uh, you know, global politics, bad business, and
0: uh, bad science. And that's it. Thank you. All right. So that concludes the public remarks on item 78. Commissioner Udine? Um.
3: Thank you, Madam Mayor. I was proud to send an email to Dr. Gerardo and ask to co sponsor this originally. And I'm glad that we're, it's becoming a unanimous and it should be unanimous that we all support this. Um, because we need to take and make an affirmative statement here. I don't. I, we're doing so much within the county, Broward next, preparing for 100-year type incidents, and I bet if we went around this dais we could talk about all the individual cities within our different districts are doing so much. And I thought it was important, and I think it's important, to send a message that we have one planet, we need to take care of it. And this is such an easy one, because if we're... If we're wrong, there's really no downside. It's just silly not to be involved and not to take an affirmative step on this. So uh, I'm I'm happy to support this.
0: Thank you. With that, I had a motion on item number 78. Do I have a second? All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Let the record show that that passes unanimously. Commissioners, that concludes our agenda. And I know, but I'm going to give you time to breathe. So now we're going to go on to the Mayor's report. And before I move on to the Mayor's report, I just wanted to say that um, I meant to honor earlier that we had an officer um, in Pembroke Pines. Craig Rupp um, believed he died in his sleep due to an unknown cause. Officer Craig Rupp joined the um, force at the age of 20 and served for over 25 years. Officer Rupp retired from the agency in May of 2016 but remained actively involved as a reserve police officer until his passing. Officer Rupp is survived by his loving wife, Erica, two beautiful daughters, Madison, 15, and Olivia, 13. And we also recognized um, the men and women serving our country this morning. And I just wanted to say that our thoughts and prayers are with his family. As far as our report on Memorial Day, I had the privilege of attending a flag setting ceremony at the um, city of Hollandale Beach Cemetery and Foster Park. Very moving, and um, we, as we remember the ones who have fallen and given their lives for this great country. I just wanted to say that um, all of our cities did a great job in uh, making sure that we did that. On May the 31st, I attended a celebration of the Breaking of Fast for Ramadan at MacArthur High School to honor American Muslim heritage in Broward County. Um, It brought me great pleasure to honor two seniors with scholarships in my father's name uh, for this month. So they received the James Muhammad Sharif uh, Memorial Scholarship Fund, and that was awarded to Manira Ahmed and Jamaldeen Muhammad. So congratulations again to them. And on June the 1st, I attended the grand opening of the Fort Lauderdale um, Airports Terminal 1 Concourse A for Southwest Airlines. And that was such a great experience. If you haven't been there, you need to see it. Um, It is amazing, state of the art, and the artwork is amazing, and it's just um, such a friendly feel. So if you could get a chance to go over there, I know some commissioners joined us that morning. But if you can have an opportunity, that would be great. So we're going to move on to um, non agenda. I'll start on my right, Commissioner Geller. Commissioner Holness.
15: Yes, uh, pleased to tell you that uh, the trip to St. Eustatius was productive. Uh, I expect to have a number of guests as a result of that visiting South Florida, at least 50 heads in bed. uh, From that trip, the governor will be here. Uh, My staff, over in uh, St. Martin also yielded some results in that I met with some folks who uh, pioneered, helped to pioneer the 2020 concept of cricket. And they'd love to join us with what we're doing here for cricket. So that's what we did today is open the door uh, for great opportunities for economic growth and utilizing uh, cricket as a draw to this destination in South Florida. Tomorrow evening, I will be in attendance of uh, Destination Sistrunk, a community welcome for retired Brigadier General Nolan Bevins at Old Dillard Museum. And that Old Dillard Museum is located at 1009 Northwest 4th Street. The zip code there is 33311. The reception will welcome Brigadier General Bevins as he's in town to be the keynote speaker for the Arts and Health Symposium this Thursday. Uh, it be great for us to go out and, and welcome Brigadier General. Uh, this Friday and Saturday, Fort Lauderdale Village District offered two access to capital financial summits. Friday, June 9th is funding for your business from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Old Dillard Museum located at 1009 Northwest 4th Street in Fort Lauderdale. And Saturday, June 10th is funding for your new home from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Midtown Commerce Center, located at 1033 Sistrunk Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, 33311. Both events are free and open to the public. For more information, you may call 954-828-8130. I'm sorry, 828-6130. Thank
5: you.
0: Vice Mayor Furr?
4: Thank you, Mayor. Uh, This year marks the 12th anniversary of June as National Caribbean American Heritage Month. And through the commemoration of this month, we're reminded that our greatness lies in our diversity, uh, from Alexander Hamilton to Gwen Eiffel, And uh, among the foreign-born residents of Broward County, 43% are Caribbean-American. And it happened, I I came, a, uh, a friend of mine who works at Children's Services Council, um, many of you all might know her, Sandra Bernard Bastion. Mm-hmm. And her husband uh, actually wrote a book uh, over the last five years, and it's called Car- Caribbean American Heritage, A History of High Achievers. And I said that is, and, and recognizing as a librarian, that is usually, uh, when you, a lot of collections do not have this part in their collection. And our, and our, our own library does not have this. Uh, so I asked if they might consider uh, donating a bunch of them for our library, and they are. They're donating this to the uh, Broward County Library with this whole box of books. Aww. They've actually put it now into all the libraries in Broward County as well, so nice. in, in, for the schools. So I want to congratulate them on one, on writing right. it, yeah. but also fulfilling a, uh, a need. Yeah. I'll pass it around. Uh, and uh, congratulate them on a, on a wonderful piece of work, really. I'll pass it down. Uh, second, I, want to, I was at the JetBlue kickoff. For those who don't know, uh, Fort Lauderdale won the, uh, throughout the United States, uh, won a contest to, of who, you had to call in, everybody had to call in uh, and who would get the most books. JetBlue Blue is going to be giving out a, a 125,000 books to kids over the summer at various different parks, Car, Carter Park, I don't, I don't know all the names of them, but there's four different parks in Fort Lauderdale. There'll be like a vending machine where you say what your age is, and you and you click on it, and books pop out, and the kids get to keep the books, and it'll be at a lot of the summer camps. The idea is to kind of uh, put a little dampening on summer slide, and it's great. So they'll be we uh, did we did a, we did a uh, kickoff over at Walker uh, Elementary, and the kids loved it. Uh, every kid there got got books, and they'll be that'll be going on throughout the summer. So it's uh, it's pretty good. Um, I also. I also just found out that Broward College will be uh, <coughs> conducting classes for the first time in Hollandale. In Hollandale Beach at the, uh, it's going to be at the Gulfstream Professional Development Center for Child Care Teachers. Uh, they'll, they'll be opening, they'll be actually having, holding classes there. It's great for Hollandale, that means they're gonna have a college in their, in their town, but it's even better for all of the area, all of the child care centers in that area, they will have a place to actually learn uh, and become where and how to become really good childcare uh, teachers. So that will bring the quality up throughout that area. And that's all. Thanks.
0: And before we move on, um minute, Secretary, I want it to be shown as a co-sponsor on item number 60, and I forgot to do that. And just, just in glancing over this, I see our very own Commissioner Dale Holness mentioned in this book. Congratulations, Commissioner Holness. All right. Next person in queue, Tim Ryan.
10: Commissioner Holness, did you publish that book yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I want to express my appreciation to our mayor. Uh, Even though she arrived late this morning, she still finished the meeting uh, before the allotted time of 1230, so... Job well done, Mayor Sharif.
0: Okay, thank you. <laughs> I wasn't late, but okay. Um, Commissioner Bogan?
6: You know, I usually don't have anything to say on uh, uh, at this time, but I wanted to bring up something. Uh, in August, I'm going to be bringing forth to you a medical test that I just went through um, at the Holy Cross. And I did this, vol- I volunteered, I paid for it, it takes 15 minutes, and hopefully it'll help save a life. Um, This test basically will show whether your arteries are clogged or not without going, it's not invasive, it's not going like an angiogram, it's a 15 or 10 minute test um, and it's an incredible piece of technology and equipment that Holy Cross here in Broward County has. So uh, I'm going to be bringing them back in August and uh, they showed me right afterwards uh, the films and everything, it was a very cool thing. And, um, you didn't look so good. And and uh, and no, I'm serious. I think everybody should. Uh, cons- they say it's not for everybody, but I think everybody should consider it. Anyway, that's what I'll be coming back with. Four hundred ninety-five dollars if your insurance doesn't cover it.
8: Commissioner okay. Rich. And I want to say that uh, the mayor was not late, uh, but she was at the graduation of her daughter uh, from the fourth grade. So Thank you. Congratulations. And congratulations to uh, And I made it here four minutes early. Right, Thank okay. you. So I just had two really. things. Um, I wanted to say I also attended an event for Ramadan. This is about the third year um, mm-hmm. out in Sunrise at where Saleh Tafik School is and a mosque. They have a wonderful uh, interfaith uh, uh, community event, and actually they're running out of space. They were so full this year, they didn't have enough room. Uh, and people from you know, all uh, walks of life were there to uh, celebrate uh, Ramadan. And I want to tell you that a lot of people came up to me and thanked us for the immigration resolution that we passed. Uh, because they said, and it shows you some people are paying attention, that it was very inclusive and welcoming, and how much they appreciated it. So um, I, I felt very good about uh, about that, and wanted you all to know. Also, I'm surprised that the mayor didn't mention this, but I, I um, uh, Commissioner Udine and, and the mayor and I were out at uh, uh, Concourse A, uh, Terminal One, okay. for the sneak preview of the opening of the Southwest Terminal, and oh my goodness, it is just okay. fabulous. <laughs> the art. The, 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 um, the, the art that's there, the beautiful playground for children. Uh, they're just thinking about you know making the experience, the, the traveling experience better for people, and it was, mm-hmm. it was really outstanding. And also, uh, as Mr. Gale mentioned, it was on time and under budget, so yes. we can all applaud that, but it was mm-hmm. a great experience. Looking forward to the actual opening at the end of June, thank you.
3: Nice to elast, all my stuff gets taken, but it's good stuff. <laughs> so, be gonna be, I know, I'm going to be quick. I just want to congratulate all the graduates. It's so great to see so many great things happening in Broward County. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of uh, representing the county commission uh, in Northwest Broward as we made it a Dina Therese Day in Broward County. Aww. We took it to them. Ms. Therese is a science teacher at Douglas High School who was nominated by NASA, went to Greenland and worked for a few months wow. and did her lesson plans via Skype and whatnot back with her students and really engaged her students and learned a lot about some of the stuff we just talked about today vis-a-vis global warming and different things that are going on so great things happening in Broward congratulations to all the graduates throughout the county and that's it
0: okay I'm gonna get in trouble I had two graduates this week so my oldest daughter, can you believe that, I forgot Amanda. Okay, my oldest daughter, Amanda Morias, graduated from West Broward High School on Sunday. My daughter is going to be a UCF Knight, and she has a GPA of 4.8. She has National uh, English Honor Society, math, um, science, and um, community service. And so I'm just very proud to have my 18 year old going off to college, and I know Commissioner Holness, you said your daughter graduated as well. I, I think it's an ambivalent feeling. You're happy and sad all at the same time, right? Oh, you're old? We're old? Okay, well, I'll take that for them. Uh, congratulations, Amanda, and congratulations to all the graduates. Um, with that, does the county attorney have anything?
2: I do, Mayor. Yes. I wanted to mention something to you all collectively while you're all here together. I will forever be um, grateful for the opportunity you have given me to serve you. But during your summer break, I will be sending you um, the letter of resignation that my contract with you requires. Now, there'll be plenty of times for me to say thank you, and we have time left ahead of us. But it occurred to me that you have only one more meeting before the summer break. And after that time, there's not a lot of time before September 30th for you to initiate um, a process for selecting a successor. So I I wanted to say thank you very much at this occasion, and give you a heads up that this is coming. And give the opportunity um, next week if you want to initiate a process of some sort to do that. I'm still with you, but I wanted to give you that opportunity. Thank you, Mayor.
0: Thank you, Joni, and we appreciate you. Mayor.
2: Um, Yes, Commissioner Holness, followed by Bogan.
15: Let me me just thank you for your service. You've done a splendid job, Uh, I know I was the one vote out. Uh, but nonetheless, I think that you've worked One with us. You, <laughs> 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 you know, you acknowledge you, you acknowledge uh, what what you've done, and 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 I did. Uh, you you've you've done a tremendously great job for us here at the county. You, you're astute. You you know uh, the laws, the regulations, and you're able to steer us uh, in, in a good way over the last number of years that you've been here. And, and thank you. What I'd like to just ask is that we look to see how we uh, look for your successor. And hopefully from within that we have some succession uh, and uh, from within someone who actually knows what's going on and is here uh, to
6: support us as we go forward. Excuse me?
0: Thank you. But
6: you're going to be here in August, right, in our August meetings?
2: August and September. Oh, good. Oh, okay. okay, So we'll save our remarks. We'll save, yeah,
6: us. absolutely.
2: Yes, Commissioner Udine. <coughs> I think that we
3: have, and I agree with what Commissioner Holmes said, said, I think we have a fantastic opportunity within our county attorney staff. I'd like to direct the county administrator. I mean, this is this is such a no brainer to me that we can save a ton of money and a ton of time. I'd love to br- put on the agenda next meeting that we name Drew Myers as the new county attorney. And I
2: second that. I would third that. I would, I would suggest. <laughs>
3: <laughs> be, noticed,
2: May I give you some legal advice? Yes. You simply put on the agenda a motion to um, consider a successor for the okay. county attorney, yes. and and then you. Give I'll me amend comments. my motion. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Oh, that was good. You better, you
0: better okay. Sure as quickly as we can. I I am not. I mean, you got to stay here anyway, so. All right. The next uh, person to speak is our county administrator, Ms. Henry.
17: I'm glad you reminded everybody that she is going to be here all of August, all of September. So now is not the time to say our, you know, our goodbyes. But. Um, Anyway, let me start with asking you to to, uh, join me in uh, acknowledging the staff of our purchasing and water wastewater services for some prestigious honors that they receive for the work that they've done. And I'll start with purchasing. They received the Innovations in Public Procurement Award from the National Institute of Governmental Purchasing. And that's a national award, so kudos to them. And then for our water and wastewater services, um, they received the fluoridation quality award by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. As you know, most... Um, we we find um, periodically throughout our community we're having ball water events, and our um, water wastewater program found a way to introduce um, um, improvements to our system to minimize uh, such events um, uh, in Broward County. So, if you could join me in kudos to the staff, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> And last but not least, as you know, we have a Broward Academy every year. And um, I've uh, attended each year, and they are wonderful. People say really nice things, kudos um, to that. But anyway, we are um, sending out invitations. So if you have people in your district that would like um, to participate in our Broward Academy, please send them to our website um, so that they may submit an application.
0: Thank you. Thank you. County Auditor, do you have anything? Nothing. Okay, well I have one final um, word to close our meeting today. I just want to let you know that today is Kathy Hewlett's last day as our interim county auditor on our dais. But this is also a very historic moment in Broward County because you have the only woman Attorney, you have the only, uh, you have the woman mayor and uh, county administrator and assistant county administrator, as well as a county auditor, all females for the first time in county history. So remember, women rule, women rock. There you go. This meeting's adjourned.